0: Welcome to the alpha female podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female, but what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 88. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we have Jessica DeBry, and I did not ask you how to pronounce your last name, so we're going to hope it's right. That's so, correct. Okay. <laughs> so Jessica shows women how to quit the job that they hate and build a business that they love. As an online business mentor and founder of She Club Monthly, Jessica teaches female entrepreneurs worldwide how to get stuff done, monetize themselves, and build their brand so that they can ultimately transform their side hustle into solopreneur success. Welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much, Robin. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Hmm. I love it. So when you first heard the definition of alpha female, and it's like recently changed um, in just the last little while after Sarah Vermont came on and basically told me to always put myself first no matter what, like not so we have energy for other people. But when you look at the entire definition, what do you think of it? And how are you an alpha female?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I connect with it on a spiritual level. Like I said, I think it's, I really think alpha female, she is my spirit animal. That's awesome. (laughs) I, you know, I love the alpha female, just whole definition. And I think that I resonate with it because I do not want to settle. I refuse to settle in my life. I really think that uh, women especially are taught through society that they can't, be everywhere and they can't have everything, like you can't have a career and a successful relationship and kids and family and great friendships. Um, and I am on a mission to make sure that that we prove everyone wrong. We as females, we're, we can be everything um, and we can do it with grace and we can achieve what others have said have been impossible.
0: Mm-hmm. So the only nuance that I want to bring up, and I've brought it up a, a couple other times because I want to understand how everyone's brains work, but when we say, like, have it all, um, there's that extra, like, layer that you can have it all, but that's why I built in priorities into the definition, because you honestly can't have it all, all at the same time, correct?
1: Yes. I mean, I agree and disagree, yes. respectfully. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's I want to get I, into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and let me just point out that I love that you were, use the word harmony and not balance. Um, because I think balance means that we have to sacrifice something or we have to compromise somewhere. And I truly believe in my heart of hearts that if, if you want to have your relationship at a level 10, and if you want to have your career at a level 10, you can have it. You don't have to be fives at
0: each. Yes. Yes. I agree. I think where I'm coming from is like, you can't have date night every single night. If you're building a business and spending time with your friends and your family, like Or like you can't go out for lunch with your girlfriends every single day, um, and spend time with all of the women in your life. If you are in the middle of an online launch,
1: <laughs> totally. And let me kind of clarify that. So what I mean is like, and I love your uh, example of going on date night every night is that maybe your relationship at a level 10 isn't, isn't every single day dates. Maybe your relationship at a level 10 is date night every Friday and dinner with your significant other every night, even if it's just a quick 10 minute sit down, um, you know, level you're 100% of, you know, you're, love tank or whatever you want to refer to it is full that's going to be different for every single person but i t- i'm girl i think we're on the same page we just say it different ways um yeah. in that i do believe there are priorities and there are different parts of um of of the way that you achieve things you know there's there's seasons in your business just like there's seasons in your relationships So you're going to have your priorities and your focuses change Mm -hmm. on an everyday basis.
0: Yeah. So when I have guests come on the show and talk about like being in a different season, I truly can appreciate that because I think it visualizes for people that they can have it all, but they don't have to squash it all in one day. And that's where work-life balance used to be the belief. Um, But when you think about it harmoniously, it's just, if you're taking a look at all the different categories in your life, and you want them all to be at a 10, that's fine. You're going to like constantly strive for that. But on a daily basis, you need to set the right priorities and create the right healthy habits around that so that you, um, can spread it all out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm right there with you. (laughs)
0: Um, so you've left the corporate world to launch yourself into solopreneur success. What does your work-life harmony look like right now?
1: Yeah. So for me, work life harmony just means having 100% control over my schedule. And um, it, it doesn't mean complete harmony every single day. It just means as a whole, what does my life look like? It means, you know, and for me, what that is, is, you know, I might have days where I'm completely focused in on my business and I lock the door to my office and I'm, you know, headstrong, head down and doing the tasks that need to get done. But let me say that I like doing those tasks, right? Because I find a lot of joy and satisfaction in my work. Um, but then other days off that door and I'm on the outside of it. I'm not inside my office. I'm out in nature. I'm with family. I'm with my husband. I'm with friends. So... You know, there's, there's so much gray area in harmony and in our lives in general that I, I, for me, it's not black and white. It's that gray point of finding the balance that works for me. And that's, that's control over my time.
0: Mm, time freedom. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so share with us a time when you believed in societal's work-life balance view and did you have an aha moment that taught you, okay, I can take better care of myself.
1: Yeah. So, you know, my work-life balance aha for myself actually came when both my work and my life were at a, at an all-time low, which I think is kind of different than maybe what most guests have shared where they were working too much and they had no self-care. But for me, like I said, I tie a lot of pride and satisfaction into my work. So, you know, what I haven't mentioned to all of your listeners is I failed the first time around when I was an entrepreneur and it was really difficult for me because I was so gung ho from the beginning. And, um, I was so determined to succeed that I left my job really quickly. Um, and I said, I'm just going to do it. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I had this kind of reckless abandon that I was going to make it happen no matter what. And then when that came crashing down, when I ran out of money, when I realized that I wasn't working at all and I had put all of my worth into this, you know, this thing that I was building. That was that was an all-time low for me and and um it severely affected my harmony because my not only my work was low but my life was low as well. I wasn't leaving the house. I wasn't talking with friends and family. I really was stuck in this hole and that experience taught me that I have to put my personal satisfaction and my self-care first. I can't put all of my pride and my satisfaction in my work. and that's an ongoing battle. I still fight with that to this day. Um, but in order to be satisfied with who I am, I have to put myself first and my work will benefit from that. and then they kind of go together hand in hand.
0: Mm, okay. Um, and that's interesting that um, you are open. A lot of people would you know not talk about their failures. Um, I think there's still, you know, in today's day and age, um, it comes across like as a taboo subject. Cause you don't want to talk about the times where it wasn't perfect. Um, but like if you're a Gary Vaynerchuk fan, like he constantly talks about like how failure is what fires him up so that he knows what he did wrong, knows what to do better. And whenever we're in like the other side, we look back hindsight and those are always the times that teach us the most, um, you know, I was, I was let go from a corporate job and it taught me how to have better communication and handle my sp- stress differently in the workplace. Um, I was in network marketing in my early twenties and it felt icky. So now that I'm in network marketing again, I knew I never wanted it to feel icky. So it's like all these, all these lessons teach us. And when we're in the midst of it, it's like, Oh, like, Oh crap. Um, but I love that, um, you are sharing that self-care wasn't, um, uh, important in those times. And when I look back at the moments that I failed, I wasn't even in like a health journey. I wasn't even in a happiness journey yet. Like I hadn't, I didn't even, I don't think the word self-care or self-development even came out of my mouth. Um, so I love that, uh, that we're able to give that kind of perspective to anybody who may not have had. Um, a failure yet. Like I'm talking to the 20 somethings that are on, on, on the other end of the line. (laughs) Um, okay. So share with our listeners, what are you most passionate about?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, my husband will attest to this that I have a lot of passions (laughs) and they change very quickly. Um, and I think that's actually an entrepreneurial trait. I think, any female entrepreneurs out there can relate to the fact that we all kind of have this shiny object syndrome, but that's because we're idea people. We're always thinking of new things that we want to do. That's what kind of drives the entrepreneurial fire in us. But with that being said, my huge passion now is female empowerment, female entrepreneurship, and of course, side hustle. You know, when I had to go back to work, um, I told myself, Jessica, you're done with the entrepreneur stuff. You, you know, that was just a phase and you just need to be happy with a 9 to 5 job and you'll settle in and you'll be happy and you'll be fine. And I was happy for the first month and then I realized I still had that burning desire inside of me that I wanted to do something more and that's when I started my side business when I started kind of side hustling again with with entrepreneur stuff on the side. And um, what that taught me was that you have to listen to that fire inside of you. And I became so passionate about being able to balance a quote unquote side hustle or a side business while you're working full time. And that is, you know, when I left corporate, that really became my, my call was to help other women doing the same thing. So female empowerment female entrepreneurship, and then also, you know, leveraging your side hustle and being able to kind of transition that into solopreneur success. Those are my big passions right now.
0: I love it. So as you tackle this new empire, how do you nourish yourself on a weekly or daily basis? One
1: of the things that I kind of teach all of my clients because it was so transformational for me is the importance of a morning routine so i always feel the best mind body spirit everything when i am staying on track with my morning routine because it's what sets my day for success and the reason why i believe having a morning routine is so crucial especially when you're working full time while trying to build your business on the side is because it's the one part of your day where you're in 100 percent complete control and you know, you may enter the workday at eight or nine a.m. and have just requests from everyone all around you, your boss, emails, etc. But if you've already started your day with all of the things that put you in the right mindset and kind of set your soul on fire, then you're already ahead of the game. So my morning routine, of course, it starts later now than it did when I was side hustling, just because you know I have a lot more time on my side, um, but. It always starts the same. I wake up in the morning. I have a tall glass of water, hydration. Of course, as you know, Robin is really key. Um, <laughs> I'll write my journal. I have a day planner. Sometimes I do some visualization. Um, I'll work out. I'll go for an outdoor walk, you know, some sort of activity to get my body going as well. And then I'll kind of close up my morning routine with a big green smoothie. And then when I was in my corporate job and I was driving to the office every day to go sit in my cubicle, I would also fill my mind with either, um, audible books or with podcasts.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, my routine definitely is like commute is podcast time. Um, when you were doing the transition back into entrepreneur land, um, what did you, like, did you, did you sit on your commutes and go, Oh my gosh, what would I do with this? I don't know. However long it was like this 30 minutes or this hour, did you picture how you would actually spend those hours in the future? No,
1: that's a great question. I've never even thought about that. Um, no, that was never something that crossed my mind. Um, it's interesting though, because you know, what I always tell my side hustlers. So my, I just have to say 99%, I think only have one. Yeah. I only have one client that's not still in her full-time job. Um, because I work primarily with, you know, women that are in their full-time job because I know the struggles of that. And one of the benefits to kind of nailing down your business and scaling it while you're in your full-time job is Once you learn how to build an online business successfully and you're bringing in revenue and you're only doing it with maybe your 10 hours extra a week that you can devote to it because you have so much other stuff going on, it really sets you up for the time freedom that you desire. So I didn't know it at the time because I was still in that transitional phase of just like you mentioned, you know, doing the entrepreneur stuff again. Um, But I didn't think about time as much as I did later on realizing like, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of time, so I need to devote it um, strategically. And now that I have that, that time freed up, I don't have that commute. Um, I, I, to be honest, I probably don't use it as wisely as I used to because time was so
0: crucial back then. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And I hear it a lot from um, many entrepreneurs who are really excited about maybe turning off the alarm clock as something that they no longer have to live to. Um, and I... <laughs> I, I, I think about it. I'm like, I feel like I would still need to really structure my day. Cause I'm the type of personality that if I give myself a little bit of leeway, I take all of the leeway. And so like no alarm clock, I'd be in bed till noon. <laughs> and then I wouldn't be as productive. Like when I have a, a full schedule, I'm doing away with the word bu- busy. When I have a full schedule, I'm just so much more uber productive. Um, so, uh, I think I, I would have to time block the heck out of my days. Um, Because otherwise I would just cuddle with the puppies on the couch and watch Netflix all morning. I'm kidding. I probably probably would. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you know, if you've ever heard that quote, if you need to get something done, ask a busy person. And it's because busy people have to get stuff done quickly because they have so much going on. Um, and you're absolutely right. And it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was side hustling, I got more done in my 15 months where I was juggling my business with a full-time job. I got more done in that time than I had in the previous 24 months when I was, when I was building my business full-time. So that gives you, you know, a good example of the the amount of stuff that you can get done and the, you know, even if you're trying to juggle so much stuff at once.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Okay. So what is your weekly fitness routine like, and has it changed from full-time to entrepreneur? Yeah,
1: it hasn't changed. Um, (laughs) I don't have anything set right now. I'm kind of in a transitional phase where um, my husband and I, we just moved out to Arizona. I grew up in Southern California. So I used to do a bunch of workouts outside. Like sometimes I would bring small free weights or, you know, go for a jog. And, uh, you know, as we record this, it's the middle of summer. So it's hot. (laughs) So I can't do my outdoor workouts like I used to.
0: Was it still hot in California? I feel like both are hot,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's t- t- uh, I don't know what it is in uh Celsius, but in Fahrenheit, it gets to be like one 1- one eighteen out here, one twenty okay, which is so hot um but what I was you know what I was gonna say, I don't have a routine per se, but I'm active daily, I have to be active, whether that's going for a quick walk, or whether it's doing a workout DVD, or I have this, um, have you ever heard of the seven minute workout?
0: Uh, I feel like a guest has shared about the app.
1: Yeah. So it's an app. You can also look it up on YouTube, but it's, it's so basic, but it's effective. If you just need to get, you know, active and you only have seven minutes, um, it's a great little thing and you can do them back to back too. So it's like 14 exercises and you do each one for 30 seconds as fast as you possibly can. So, thirty seconds of squats and thirty seconds of plank, and you know, etc. Um, so, it's a great little thing for me to add into my morning routine if I just want to get something out of the way, and then I'll do something a little bit later. But I'm actually actively looking for a for a good gym out here. Like I said, we only moved here less than a month ago, and um, I'm looking for fitness classes. So what do you recommend, Robin? I know I'm probably shouldn't be asking you questions. It's your podcast, but I like, do you like cycle. Do you like, <laughs> cause I'm looking for classes.
0: I'm in like a year ahead of you boat. So moving from Toronto to Ottawa. Um, and I left like all of my fitness routines, but I'm, um, over the last few years, I really spend my time three different ways, uh, doing standard gym workouts doing class workouts at a functional training facility, and then going for runs. Um, so that was my kind of balance. Cause I primarily train for obstacle course races. Um, but before that I was teaching spinning in Toronto, I was, uh, coaching beginner runners at a running store at one point. So I was getting out for runs once a week. That way I've done um, Lululemon has always had really great run clubs at all of their stores. And I think this is like a North American wide phenomenon that they have. Um, but we have a lot of people on the podcast talk about Soul Cycle, which has got to be in Arizona. Um, oh, yes. 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 Um, and then Orange Theory is like the new um, class du jour um, where you can get some really great cardio and hit training in. So I'm a big fan of that. But I I luckily... Um, have a boyfriend that owns a gym so I get to work out at his gym I balance my workouts at his gym and then I still do like my standard fitness competitor workouts where I just um, work out like one body part at the gym just because it's like comfortable for me to do that
1: (laughs) I love it and what a good benefit for having your boyfriend work at a gym or own a gym yeah. yeah
0: except there's there's times where I like him coaching me and then there's other times where like he gives no sympathy, like no kind of like, Oh babe, you're doing well. He's just like run faster. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, so <laughs> sometimes I don't like him coaching me. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So what do you do, uh, to wind down at night? If you've built up any stress during the day?
1: So cooking is my savior. I've always loved to cook and, um, it works out well because my husband can't boil water. So <laughs> And he's the cleaner and I'm the cooker. Like I I just don't want to do dishes, but he doesn't want to touch, you know, boiling water. So it works out well. So cooking for me is almost Zen-like. And I, I just, I, I love being in the kitchen. I'll put some music on. Sometimes I'll pour a glass of wine and I, I really, especially if I'm stressed out, I love the whole process of looking at a recipe that I want going to the supermarket or the farmer's market, picking out the ingredients and, and, you know, creating something from start to finish and the whole creation process, it really feeds into like my creative juices as well. And, um, that is definitely part of my nightly routine. It's not every night, of course, you know, we have our nights when we get takeout and go out to dinner as well. But, um, for the most part, I'd say at least five out of the seven nights, I just, I, I really enjoy being in the kitchen and then my husband West and I, it's really important to me just cause I was brought up by my family. Like we always have to sit down for dinner together and I'll be honest, it's not always at a table. Sometimes it's sitting in front of the couch and watching a show that we like and, you know, we laugh and we nudge each other and we eat our dinner and, um, and then I'll kind of settle in and I'll have a, a tea and I'll maybe read a book and, um, yeah. You know, I keep my nighttime really time for myself and my husband Wes. even when I was working full time in the corporate world, that was really big for me. And again, going back to the morning routine, that was why I had to have a morning routine to get stuff done. And then I would get work done in the morning before I went to work because I, the nights are sacred to me. And then during the winter, i love to have a bubble bath.
0: Mm, I love that. Um, and it's nice to hear that your evening routine has kind of stayed consistent and that you aren't working later. Um, but like power to you that you're not, you weren't putting side hustle stuff into the evenings. Cause there's so many times where I'm beside Mike on the couch, like uploading podcasts <laughs> to, to Libsyn while he's scanning Netflix. And he's like, do you want to watch this? And like, mm-hmm. and I'm agreeing to something random. Um, but being able to sit beside each other is important to me, but yeah, I hear you, um, that it's nice to keep those times sacred. Um, what uh, genre of books do you like to read? Yeah. So gosh,
1: I go through phases. Um, right now I'm reading mm-hmm. the power of the female brain by Daniel Amen. Okay. And, um, I go through phases where
0: sometimes- I feel like this is something all alpha females. Yeah. need.
1: <laughs> I actually met him too. He's a, he's really big in brain health. Um, and uh, and eating for your brain health and stuff like that. So Dr. Daniel Amen, if anyone wants to write that down, or if you want to put it in the show notes, um, I actually I had the benefit of meeting him when I worked in my corporate job, because he knew my CEO. And so he came in and um, he was fantastic. But I go through phases with books where it's it's fiction, it's nonfiction. Right now, I'm really loving um, mental health, self development, that kind of stuff.
0: Hmm, I love it. I used to when I was commuting in Toronto, before I drove, I was on the subway. So I read so much more. I think one year I did like the 52 book challenge or 50 book challenge. Yeah. Um, cause I was reading a book a week and I always had to switch it up. I would do one business book, one, um, like complete chick lit, like no, no brain needed to read the book. And then I would do one self-development um, and sometimes I would have to like do a chick lick in between each of like the nonfiction books because I would read some pretty heavy stuff. Um, but it was nice to be able to to switch it up because I ha I, I'll have some people I'll chat with they're like, I only read business books. I'm like, Okay, but where's your escapism? Like we need you need the imagination. You need to work that side of your brain. Like that's my that's my creative side when I, you know, get lost in a book that is about another world or um, just a silly situation. Agreed. (laughs) So cool. Um, okay. So as an alpha female, we're usually like problem solving a pain point and it could be how people perceive our personality. Um, or it could be how we manage ourselves. Um, so what's something that you are problem solving for right now?
1: Yeah. So I I think maybe when I first heard this question, I misinterpreted it.
0: (laughs) No, whatever, whatever your interpretation is, is correct.
1: Yeah. So what I was, what I was imagining is, you know, like I mentioned, I resonate with alpha female. She's my spirit animal. And I think that the part of me that resonates with it is the natural born leader, the confidence being fearless, et cetera. Um, and I am very outward with that. You know, when I do videos or when I even Skype with, um, a possible client for a strategy session. I'm always very positive and outgoing. And I think a misconception that I can totally see where this comes from, but a misconception that I get a lot is that I don't feel the other side of things that I, you know, that I don't know what it's like to be down, or I don't know what it's like to feel shy or fearful. And the reality is, is that I feel those things all the time. Um, And, you know, I I find that I am trying to get more comfortable with being able to balance both of those sides of me, so that my tribe can relate to me on all levels. You know, I think that it's, I find it hard. I don't maybe come off as raw and um, authentic and vulnerable. As I know a lot of people, it comes very easy to them because I always want to look at the good side of things. And I always want to look at the glasses half full that I, it's hard for me to share when the glass is half empty. It's hard for me to share when I'm going through hard times. And I find myself having to reiterate to people often that i feel those things too you know i get down i have days when i'm off and um that's something that i'm constantly uh trying to be more aware of and um you know trying to be more raw and open
0: i absolutely love this um this theme and sorry if we can hear Um, my husky in the background. I'm working from home today and he decided to bark at the mailman. Um, uh, We got through almost the full time. Um, I love this because isn't this the problem with social media that we do have the ability to show all sides of our personality, but when we're building a business and we need to resonate um, and... Um, you know, create that tribe and they are looking for somebody that is assertive. They're looking for somebody to provide them with positivity. Um, that if we show the other side, um, that we may turn them off. And so there's always that fear. Um, but that's, that's when people say, oh, when you show vulnerability, you're more authentic. Um, but I always have this kind of thought in the back of my, my mind is that no one likes, a negative ninny, like no one likes someone that's constantly down on themselves. Um, so yes, is it just a balance, a balance of just inserting those moments here and then, but what if you have an entire week where you're off? Um, can you be honest with your audience? Can you ask them for support? And if, like, there's no rule book. There isn't somebody out there saying, Oh, if you share one off post to five on posts, you will be fine. Like it just, it just doesn't work that way, but it's such a struggle for us because we want to, we want to share an entire life, but, um, we don't want to turn anybody off by appearing too vulnerable. Um, if you're a Brene Brown fan, she talks about, you know, being vulnerable with the right people. And when we're vulnerable online, that's, that's like a massive, massive audience. Um, so your, your inner tribe will totally get you, but you know, if you're trying to attract new customers and they come and see a post and you, you know, um, I'm crying cause I burnt dinner last night. Like, <laughs> and I, and I don't know why it's probably because my periods tomorrow, like, uh, and they come on there they're like, this is supposed to be my biz coach or my work-life harmony strategist. Like, no, thank you. Um, so we, you know, we put that shiny, happy side, forward. Um, but I think that's why Instagram is doing so well is because you have the shiny, happy, perfect life on your feed, and then you can share your authentic self in the stories and it disappears after 24 it's hours. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to see me with no makeup and the zit on my chin, you can go see my Instagram. Stuff. No one can, This is, this is in September, so everybody will miss it. But like, I'll share that side on the story. So I think that's why the platform's doing so well is because we can now do the dichotomy that we are as human beings.
1: Yes, 100%. And it's so true that, you know, I like to say that you can't compare your backstage to someone else's front stage. So, you know, we select what we put on social media and that's why it's so hard because we're only seeing a curated view of someone's life. Um, but I absolutely agree with you that that's, what's great about Instagram is you got the best of both worlds.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny cause I love, love looking at pretty pictures. I love seeing how put together people are, but then I love seeing them. Um, I guess not like non-scripted, Um, And that's why also, you know, Facebook lives or Periscope have done so well um, with certain audiences, because you get somebody real, they don't have a script, they're probably stumbling over their words, um, and they can become so much more relatable, you may be still consuming their perfect YouTube videos at the same time, but you're getting the best of both worlds. Love it. Um, cool. But yeah, if somebody is listening and has found somebody that is teaching the actual balance between strong, confident leadership and being vulnerable and relatable. Uh, and they have an equation or a recipe, <laughs> um, send it our way because I, yes. I don't believe it exists yet. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and that's also for like the OCD, a type, uh, alpha females that are listed. Like we want everything to fit into a perfect box. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> Um, okay. So we reached the end of the show and my favorite question, which I'm realizing I say every single episode. So I'm sure all the listeners are like, yeah, we know it's your favorite question, (laughs) but (laughs) what is your definition of happiness?
1: Happiness is just knowing what my expectations are for myself and what my potential is and reaching and surpassing that. Um, when I was in high school, I, I, I didn't study. I didn't do very well in school. Um, just because I, I don't know, I don't know if I didn't care or what it was, but I would get B's and C's and my, my parents and my teachers would say she has so much potential. I hated that word. I absolutely loathed that word potential because I related it to not meeting up to a certain ideal. And it was kind of a pain point for me and that I wasn't good enough. However, as I got older, I realized that they were seeing my true light and they were seeing what I'm capable of. And I don't ever want to look back on my life and think, wow, I really kind of played small. So happiness for me is knowing what I'm capable of. And I know that I'm capable of huge things. I believe every woman and man (laughs) is capable (laughs) of big things. And it's just showing up 100%. You know, it's, it's shining my light so that other people can shine around me and it's just doing the things that give me the most joy in my business, the most joy with my husband and my family and my friendships. And um it's just always always doing what I know I'm capable of and fulfilling that. And then of course, no, I'm sorry, Robin. I was gonna say happiness.
0: I was just gonna say like all I can all I can hear. And I've been sharing this quote in some of my private Facebook groups is um and telling telling my peeps, my alpha is to stop playing small. Like you were meant to play big and you're playing small. Like I play small all the time. It's like my specialty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say we're meant, we're, I love that you said that because it's one of those things that it's cliche, but it's such a great reminder because it's easy to play small. And as humans we're naturally created to take the path of least resistance. That's how we survived. Like, millions of years well not millions but a long time ago you know in the caveman era um is we took the path of least resistance so that's where we feel most comfortable but i i don't want to feel comfortable anymore i want to feel uncomfortable and i want to look back and think jessica you know even when it was hard you showed up and i'm dang well happy and proud of myself because i did that you know that's what i want to look back on and then on a lighter note, you know, happiness to me is being on vacation in Hawaii with my husband Wes, and watching sunsets and sitting on the beach with a Mai Tai, you know, let's be honest, that's happiness too. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that. Um, and it's interesting that you say like, you want to show up a hundred percent in all aspects of your life. Cause we started the show in terms of saying like, uh, I have all these categories in my life that I want to, um, take care of and have it all. So I love that it comes full circle into the happiness world, that all of the aspects from, from business to romantic relationships, to friendships, to, um, clients, to all of that, to taking care of your health, to building a business that you want to show up a hundred percent or play big in whatever terminology, um, kind of hits home to anybody listening. But, um, I love that. And yeah, sunsets. I don't know if anybody can actually watch a sunset and not like relax. I would be yes. very, I would be very fascinated if you are listening and you cannot watch a sunset without being completely zenned out. Then we we need to chat because I need to understand what's going on in your life. <laughs> but, but yeah, like a sunset, sunrises, anything to do with like nature and just sitting and watching the moment happen is just a pure way to just chill, find Zen, again, whatever language works. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for how you're showing up in the world, for making time for us today. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Robin. I had so much fun.
0: For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice, go do it now before changing to the next episode and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.